0: It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees.
1: What do you think uh, Bregman's market is? Just AAV, take out the years. What, what is his market on an average annual basis?
2: What are people going to be offering him? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, like a free
1: agency, his most per year? 27. You think he's up to 27? Some t-
2: open gonna, market? Someone's going to throw on the open market. To get him, they're going to throw a little bit more.
1: I would be stunned if he gets 27 a year. I I. Like, I, I don't think he's much more than a 25 million guy. Uh, King of Twitch saying that his market's like right up there where you're saying. The only player, like all, th- there's four players that make over 25 that play third base. Arenado's better. Yep. Machado's better. Devers is better. Anthony Rendon's not, but Anthony Rendon got over on the Angels. Like he, he got over on the Angels, and no one's going to pay Alex Bregman $35 million. There's players underneath Bregman at 25 that are better than Bregman, too. Austin Riley's better. Jose Ramirez is better. Riley's making 21. Ramirez is making 20. I can't pay Bregman more than 25 a year. I can't. Like, 25, I still feel a little icky. I doing honestly it. think
2: the, 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 the fair deal for the Astros is more like 21, 22, 23, but I think that someone on the open market is going to throw a little bit more to get him and throw 27, so. at least in the first couple of years.
1: Yeah. And, and what he gets paid on the open market versus what you sign him at are two different stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't pay him over 25. And I, I still have trouble thinking he gets 27. Uh, I'm very curious to see what Matt Chapman gets. And, and Bregman's a better offensive player than Matt Chapman. Like, don't, don't get that Chapman's twist. Chapman's got more pop, though.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Just off the just first a uh, first blush to me, Chapman has more pop than than Bregman. It depends on like eh. depending on where they play too, right? I mean, I mean Breggie's <laughs> got a pretty fa- uh, friendly. So was Toronto.
1: Hit- yeah, Toronto's a nice hitters' part, too. Chapman got off to that hot start last year, but he finished with 17 homers. Now he had 27 the two years before that. Bregman had 25 and 23 the last two years, so maybe equal. Yeah, equalish Push, pop. Yeah. Now you look at like OPS. Bregman's above 800 were Chapman's in the 750s, but that's because Chapman doesn't walk like Bregman does. Chapman's
2: also a better defensive player.
1: I would say so, but Bregman, Bregman's not bad. Like no, I, not, good. Not Chapman's any kind great. of
2: disrespect to Alex Bregman. Chapman is elite at third base. I
1: would say Chapman's the... Mm, he and Aaron Otto. Aaron Otto yep. I would say Chapman... Chapman's top two, Bregman's like top five to seven mm-hmm. defensively. Now Bregman's the better offensive player. But again, I think they get very similar contracts. In, in if they both, like Chapman's currently in free agency, one year younger than Alex I Bregman. I don't think Chapman gets, I
2: think Chapman's going to be a bargain for somebody. not even maybe a bargain, but he's going to be a lot less than that. I think that because of where we are getting ready to start spring training pretty soon, I think Chapman's going to be settling in more on a short-term deal, probably in and around 20 See,
1: I just don't know how Bregman's five million dollars more than.
2: Yeah, but I think timing is everything, right? I think I'll, I'll, everything's depending from a Bregman pers- perspective on this season. Like, if he comes out and gets back to that laser focused eye at the plate, and and you know, and can start be hitting with for average again consistently instead of up and down, I think he could. He's on a he's gonna try on a prove it deal, get somebody to bite. But if he does what he did last year, there's no way he's worth more, five million more than Chapman.
3: I, I still think Chapman's got a big contract coming. Like how even, long? How old is he? Sorry. See, I
2: think he's going to get like two or three years at like twenty some, 21, 22. Why, why so short? Because I, I just think that people see him for what he is and go, I don't know if he's going to get any better, and I don't know if he's going to continue to do that. And as he gets older, his defense is going to come down a little bit.
1: You got to say the same thing about Bregman, though. Sure.
3: that's yeah, And that Bregman will be a year older. So, I mean, How different are these guys than Machado?
2: Oh, God. Machado simply, I mean, first of all, just – at third base laser for an arm, yeah.
3: He's he's a wizard, but I think you would say the same thing about Machado's that at some point, like it's gonna slow down. He signed an 11 year contract, he's not yeah, worth that, was, that 11 year deal. He'll be 40 I'm when couldn't it didn't believe
2: it. That was a stupid, <laughs> stupid deal. You
3: know what's crazy about that deal, too? Like, I, I thought this was the case. He signed that contract on February 28th last year, so like, as this day last year, he was not under contract, like, his free agency lasted way longer. Well, was no, he, he, was, he was an wasn't a free agent. I'm thinking back to when he was a free agent. Him and Harper, they both didn't sign yeah. until January and right. February right. when they both signed.
2: But he so was like, he was not free this last yeah, time I, they extended it.
3: I I still think that like he's going to get a, a close to $30 million contract. I think it's going to be five or six years. I don't years. think it's going be 30. Chapman? Yeah. I don't, Ooh, think, I don't think it's that high.
1: What What do you think the difference, or is there a difference, between Chapman this year and Bregman next year? I
3: don't think there will be much.
1: I think it's going to be very similar.
3: Honestly, though, I wouldn't be shocked if like Alex Bregman goes full last year contract and almost wins an MVP.
1: It would stun me if that
3: happened. I just like the way like it just seems like he is one of those guys, like we all talk about contract year guys. He seems one that's really wired. How would we know this?
1: Alex just, Bregman always seems wired. And no, Alex but, Bregman has never faced a contract year. Like where are you getting this from? Just opinion. You, <laughs> you mean total you mean, guess. I, I, yeah.
2: It is. I-, I could see you saying like he- the moments never too big for him. Like he seems to step up in big moments, type of guy.
3: Yeah,
1: it's different when you got to do it for a whole year. But I could see
2: that. It just
3: feels like he's one of those guys that like it. Just gut feeling. He's one of those guys that has a big year in a contract
1: year. How much of eighteen and nineteen do you think come into play on the opinion of Bregman's value? It should. Why.
3: Because like it was so I mean, like it was still so high. Like you're still hoping you can get back to that. Yeah. But aren't I, you paying him on
2: what he's still got left in the tank? I,
3: I don't think all teams operate that way. He's had nearly two thousand plate
1: appearances since those years. I know. And in those two thousand plate appearances since those years, he's got an eight oh four OPS. Good player with a defense, good player. Is an eight oh four OPS with good defense at third base worth twenty five million a year? Not me. I'm not paying him more than Altuve, man. I'm not paying him more than Jose Altuve. If he wants to, if he wants to sign the, a deal equal to difference? Altuve, done. It's age difference between the two of them? Three years? Four years. Four years. Yeah,
2: I, I, I'm, I'm right there that I think that, that if you give him the exact deal without the, the qualifications of when you pay him what yeah. and just give him the total value of that deal, I'm fine with that with the Astros. I don't think I'd go over that.
1: Um, and I think that I don't feel great doing 25. But hey, here you go. 25, keep the band together. Cool. No more than five, no more than twenty five per year, escalators, I don't really care.
3: The thing that helps him it, it looks rough like just roughly guessing, he looks like he's probably the third best player, maybe the second best position player in free agency because of age. Like Juan Soto, I was gonna get a monster contract. Mm-hmm. Goldschmidt is way too old. He'll be 30, 37, 38. seven, thirty eight. He'll get like a big two-year two year deal. Yeah. And then Bregman. Like every everyone like there's not really that big name offensive player. There's not a good pitching next year. Yeah. But, like, there's not the, the offensive players. Well, I mean, where's
1: Chapman? There? Where's Chapman from an offense positional player standpoint? He was probably top three because you had Shohei, you had Bellinger. Who else would be ahead of Chapman? No, you're probably right. Like, I don't think that there's a whole lot of difference there. Like, Bellinger's the, well, outside of uh, Shohei, Bellinger's the second best offensive player on the market. He still doesn't have a team. Yeah, he's still sitting there. He still doesn't have a team. Well,
2: I'm trying to think if we
1: missed somebody, someone else that signed early. I don't think. I don't think we did. Not from like a top three, big, top big, five big offensive guy. Yeah. Uh, this guy, in all capital letters, Crane needs to pay the man in bad word. 8244 um, is Bregman sits now. He ain't worth $20 million per year. Find someone younger and hungrier. See, that's going to be the, the hard part is replacing him. Like, I don't think there's somebody... Ready to replace Bregman in the Astro system? Like some people point to Will Wagner, I'm not there on Will Wagner. So now you're probably looking at a bridge third baseman. So that should factor into your decision too. How much is a bridge third baseman going to cost you? They draft and how much value are you losing? They drafted a shortstop in Bryce Matthews. Well, I don't know. There's 20 rounds. They probably did draft the third baseman. Yeah, but
2: I think I think it's Bryce Matthews, and I think he's obviously several years away. Yeah,
1: so. I mean. I never think of prospects being ready until like they're at Double A, Mm -hmm. at the minimum. And and who knows if they're ever going to pan out? And they're saying that he might even turn into an outfielder. Dana Brown says he want to keep them, keep him on the dirt, but he might turn into an outfielder. Eight two four four. He's married with a kid. No more red bad word. Bregman attitude left. Eh, I don't know. Uh, This one says give him the seven year one hundred and seventy five million deal. Same value gives him the years. Uh, also finishes at 38 years of age, just like Altuve. I want no business of paying a guy until they're 38. The only reason I'm doing it for Altuve is because he's Jose Altuve. Yeah. Like, I'm okay giving older guys two-year deals, stuff like that. I'm not paying a guy going into his 30s a seven-year deal at 25 uh, I, per. Yeah. When I'm, I'm, when I'm uncomfortable with 25 per.
2: When I said with the, the deal, I'm not giving him more than that. I'm not giving him more than five, and I'm not giving him more than than Altuve got.
1: Yeah. Uh, Rockets trade deadline yesterday. They did nothing, so the Rockets traded for Stephen Adams. That was their deadline. What do you think that their deadline philosophy, or at least in what they accomplished, what do do you think it tells you, shows you what they're they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish? Well,
2: I think that at least for the short term, that the management side of this won out. I think that Udoka was hell-bent on trying to improve the team for this year and whether they kind of met in the middle and said, look, I got you your backup big for next season and going forward with a guy like Adams – but other than that, we weren't looking to add. We were only considering uh, looking to subtract older guys that didn't fit the the long term plan, and that they're going to stand pat with the young roster that they have, build and develop them, give them. Hopefully, that means also translating to more run and more minutes on a nightly basis for Amen and Cam and the guys that need it, and less for the veterans that are just hanging around. But I was totally fine with them not doing anything because the one thing that I was really literally concerned about was they are going to try and put the horse, the, the the cart in front of the horse for Odoka, and they're going to add a veteran or two that I just didn't see them needing.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that they didn't do anything because it shows they're not doing anything rash. I don't think they're ready for, like, these win-now moves. I think that they're loading up for Bear for the offseason and trying to get something done. Like, if they're going to ever trade for a star... I think it's this off season, and I think that's part of the reason they didn't trade Tate for those like multiple second round picks is because he has a, an affordable contract mm-hmm. that has opt outs that you can include in a trade with some of these other big salaries. And like even Steven Adams, I think that's why they flipped Oladipo for Adams. Like, it's Adams, if you don't trade him, cool. He's your backup center and a good one at that. But he also has a salary that you could throw in a trade that's an expiring that inflates the amount of money you can bring back. So I think that the Rockets are loading up to potentially make a big move if a star becomes available either in the offseason or next trade deadline, which I think is smart. I think it's always good to have a little powder dry. Ha <laughs> I think it's always good to have that, and I think that's what Rafael Stone is doing. Secondly, they're not doing anything rash in trading a a high-potential youngster for a solid veteran. So I was cool with it. I was happy with it. I think the other thing to take
2: into into mind is the fact that as much as Adoka wanted to seemingly win this year, no trade that they made, in my opinion, because there was no one available that could move the needle that far was going to do anything to push you that much further into the playoff picture and do a lot of damage. I think that they are sitting in a spot right now whether they made a trade or not where they'll be flirting with the play in tournament and other than that i i, I don't think it, get, it gets any better no matter what move you would try to make and that could actually set you back for what it could mean with the ramifications
1: for the long term of this young core, and that's why I'm glad they didn't do it. Yeah, good patience, I think we're shown here. Uh, 713-780-ESPN HRMP listener line 713-780-3776 Mock draft season. How are we making the uh, the Texans better as we make mock drafts great again? Today's is a doozy, the strangest mock you've seen all season. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5 two five.
0: Welcome back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees are also known as Africanized bees, and we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham.
1: Three percent. I know that because I did one of those uh, what are the DNA ancestry things. I was talking to somebody last night. You're you're just like, gotta be careful with those ancestry tests because you can uh, you can figure out that maybe you're not related to your relatives. So that's a good point. I didn't think about that when I did this. Fortunately, I was related to my relatives. Um, mock draft season, making mock drafts great again. How are we making the Texans better? Cynthia Freeland, friend of the show. Uh, she's NFL Network analytics analytics expert. I sounded like David Kelly there. Um, so her mock draft is based on analytics. She says she takes the best available, you know, information blah 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 blah. She does it differently from the traditional method in that the team prospect pairings are based on optimizing wins in the upcoming season. So she's looking at the team that they currently have constructed, which player in the draft pool could give them the most wins next season. There's a couple of other elements, like what the free agency class looks like, blah, 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 blah. But it's analytic-driven. This isn't like Caleb Williams. He's the popular pick, the betting favorite. He's number one. This is based on the analytics of what gives them the most wins next season. So with that in mind, it is a very odd mock draft and with the number one pick, Joe George's Chicago Bears. Joe might make this pick if he were the general manager of the <laughs> Chicago Bears. They select Joe Control-Alt-Delete from Notre Dame Offensive Tackle
3: to protect
1: Justin Fields.
3: Yeah, I... Uh, You're I, high on Alt. I do love Joe Alt. Um, frankly, I really like the Bears' tackles, so I think this pick sucks.
1: Oh. Gee,
2: I, I, think
3: I think their tackles the Analytics are- doesn't like it. Do you I think, think he would good. have been
1: available at, with their second
2: first no, round pick? No,
3: I do not believe he will be. Okay, there'll be other tackles that are good, but not as Where good. Where did
1: as the him. Titans pick? They pick seventh.
3: Yeah, he doesn't make it past. They're, Titans. Well, they're taking Brock Bowers. The Titans? That's what Brock Bowers said.
1: He, that's what he
2: wants.
3: I, I put him. On, I put Brock Bowers on bad take Boulevard yesterday because he straight up told Mike Florio he wants to be a Tennessee Titan. Did you say why? Nope. He must really like. Oh, you know, he might, he, he must like will Levis. close to home. He must like Levis. He said close to home. I guess. Huh. You want to catch passes from Will Levis? Where's Did he, he take? from? Yeah, I don't
1: know where he's from. Will, Will Levis, second best rookie quarterback this past year.
3: Low bar. <laughs> it was a low
1: bar. You're right. <laughs> Short bar. It was a very. Right it, was young. A, it was a very very low bar. But uh, not many people thought he'd be the second best rookie quarterback. It's you true. know who thought he would be at the top two? Just saying. Everybody says I'm wrong on that. I I was the only one saying he'd be top two. He was top two. Did you say top two or top one? I didn't say I, from a rookie perspective. I didn't say he was. I say he had some stuff to figure out. I say he was my favorite draft prospect. I didn't say he had the best rookie year. So kind of nitpicky, but whatever. Um, but I was right. Top two, uh, anyway. So Joe Alt goes number one to Chicago. Number two, this is where Caleb Williams comes off the board. Washington Commanders. I haven't listened to it yet. Who was the dude that was all over Stroud? Used to be on ESPN, the draft analyst, Merrill Hodge. Merrill Hodge. Okay. He was all over Stroud. He does not like Caleb Williams. I don't think that's fair.
3: I think that. Did you like, watch the video? Yeah, NBC Chicago put it out. I, I like They said harsh criticism of him, yeah. of Caleb Williams. He he said he's not special. He said he's not Patrick Mahomes. Okay. But Merrill Hodge is the guy who said Manziel sucks. Yeah, Merrill Hodge just nailed him. But he's he also said Trubisky him. would be good.
1: I mean, he went to a Pro Bowl. And Trubisky did. You're right. <laughs> so anyways, Caleb Williams. <laughs> goes, Hundley, I love that one out like of the I water. love your
3: Pro Bowl stance. And then when Trubisky comes Bowl.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm trolling. I'm not, I'm not being serious. Uh Caleb Williams, number two to Washington in uh, this this analytical draft. Drake May goes number three to New England. So it's not too awful, just except for number one. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., number four to Arizona. Not We've too seen awful. That. Terrian Arnold, number five to two of the Chargers. I like Arnold. This is as high as I've seen Arnold go. Uh, but analytics wins next year. Roma Dunze goes to the Giants at number six, not terrible. Olumawall uh, Fashuna, uh, the tackle from Penn State goes to the Titans. They're desperate for offensive line help. Jaden Daniels goes number eight to Atlanta. Malik Neighbors, number nine to Chicago. So, that's not. I mean, they give Fields some help. They give them some protection. They give them neighbors. And the number 10 is Talise Fuaga, the offensive tackle from Oregon State. Uh, That's the top 10. Other quarterbacks before the Texans. Bo Nix goes 13 to the Raiders. That would be interesting. Uh, Brock Bowers, 15th to the Colts. I hope we don't want him to go there. And that's the only other quarterback before the Texans are on the board. So, the Texans are on the board. Remember, this is analytics based on win shares. Win shares for next year. She has the Texans selecting... Kenyon Mitchell from Toledo. This is the corner that's making all sorts of waves, had a great senior bowl. Everybody likes him. If this is indeed the pick for the Texans on draft night, you are okay with Mitchell out of Toledo?
2: I love it. I love it because of the fact that, like we've discussed previously, over only maybe on a higher level. Because I, I want to say, when we've talked about this before, both of you guys didn't think there was any way he was going to fall this far. But if he falls this far, if he falls into their lap and everybody's talking about him and he's the other bookend corner next to Stingley, and then you don't need Stevie Nelson and we don't have to worry about whether he signs or not. If you get him and you put Stingley on the other side, I think you're a better defensive football team. I would love this.
1: Yeah, I would be be over the moon if this is the selection because now you have two really good corners. Uh, you have two really good corners that only helps things for D'Amico's defense. Helps for your defensive line. You know, more time probably to get to the quarterback. So I'd be cool on Mitchell. You cool on Mitchell, Joe George?
3: Yeah, I think this would be a great pick. Like it just seems like all all the reports from the Senior Bowl is that he he is a stud player. So I mean, it it does feel so untraditional to Nick Casario from what we know, what where do you he's mean? he's so SEC heavy, a oh, oh, big I school. You. I got you. And, and to go Toledo, uh, when there are other SEC corners and Big Ten corners on the board. At this moment, it does feel like a little outside the box for him and or just untraditional to what he does, but yeah. I would like it. What is his
1: his highest non power five? It'd probably be tank.
3: Yeah? Yeah, I would bet. I gar- I, I don't guarantee Juice, you that
1: Penn
2: State.
3: I mean, power six, but
2: Florida. For no, you don't have Pierce. to say that anymore. Baylor right, say for Petrie. Nico, yeah, I mean, Michigan. Yeah, it was probably it would probably
1: be, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be the I mean P six, power six, but non power two, uh, for, for Nick Casario. The next three picks Oh do Stanford. The, do the exercise. I mean they're power five.
2: Yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying Mills.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's power five. It's Pac-12 yeah. pack football. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, Troy Fatuno. to the Cowboys is the pick after this, the tackle guard, maybe guard. Nate Wiggins a corner after that, and then he's from Clemson. And then Enos Rakestraw Jr., the corner from Missouri. So we don't have tons of options here. We have three corners and an offensive lineman to choose from. You have the pick between Mitchell, Fatuna, Wiggins, and Rakestraw Jr. Which of the four are you picking?
2: I'll just I'll stick with who they're picking because I think that if he's available there and with everybody talking about him and his ability to do multiple things like from his hip turn to his stop start and he has a speed and like you said you put him next to a guy like Stingley any one of the three I think is is a great addition to this team but if you get a guy that most people are, are are he's opening a lot of eyes I'll take him I'll go with it I like that and that was excellent that was well done that goes back to a long <laughs> time ago when. When Barry once talked about a defensive back's hip turn, and no one thought he knew about hip turn, and he got annihilated.
1: You got to have some hip turn. I, I like this pick too. I, I'm I'm sticking with this pick, Lance. If we go based on his NFL. dot com draft prospect grades, he has Mitchell at a six four two, he has Wiggins at a six seven three, and he has Rake at a six three six. I'm not eliminating offensive linemen, but I, I prioritize corner over offensive linemen. Um, I wouldn't be mad at an offensive lineman, but I'm picking if if I'm making the pick, I'm going corner before offensive lineman. Wiggins is super intriguing to me too. Lance grades Wiggins higher than he grades Mitchell, but I'm gonna stick to Mitchell here. Stick to the guns with
3: blinkers. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. Same. We'll go three for three. I, I, I'm sticking with Mitchell as well. By the way, he's gonna uh, suck now that we all like. Isn't him. Wiggins a guy this that is,
1: they said is gonna take a
2: little bit for him to become a legit starter? Not whereas Lance, Lance you know, like,
1: has him. Lance has him as a day one starter. Okay. He has Mitchell as a, will become a good starter within two years, and then he has Rakestraws will eventually be plus starter.
3: Hmm. yeah i mean the only like if 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 those evaluations are like let's say they're hundred percent spot on do you feel like you need more immediate help at corner uh-huh. See, i think i think this is unfair
1: with Mitchell though i think Mitchell's gonna be ready to go day one he might be a little raw, but i think he's an nf his n f l comparison for uh lance's n f l comparison for mitchell is stephen nelson <laughs> oh, well there you go oh, great i don't i don't know if that's great yeah who I mean, are the other two Solid. Guys? Uh, Tyson Campbell for Wiggins, and then he has um, Roger McCreary for Rakestraw.
3: By the way, uh, Tank Dell is the only non-Power 5 player. Power 6, what are
1: you talking about?
3: Don't say it anymore. Uh, The only non-Power 5 player drafted by Nick Casario. Okay. Every single player is from a Power 5 school except for Tank.
1: I mean, he plays Big uh, Power 5, though. He
3: does now. I mean, Big big
1: 12, Power 3. Power 3 now. I mean, they're in battle with the ACC. No doubt about that. So we're sticking with Mitchell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Mitchell. Now, I, I am worried though that we just went college game day all picked the right team or the one team that they're gonna end up losing. You know how that always happens on game day? Where across the graphic everybody picks Team A and then team A loses to Team B. I think we just did that with You mean uh, like how
3: we all picked the Chiefs about an hour ago?
1: Yeah, we also did with the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been good on B Z money though, so something's gotta go right. All right, seven one three, seven eight zero ESPN. Who who would you pick of those four uh, between Mitchell Fatuna, Wiggins, and Rakestraw seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We come back. It's everybody's favorite game. It's who said it. Joe George reads things that were said by ESPN ninety seven five personalities. The Killer Bees guess who said it. We look for two straight weeks in the winners' column. We return Killer Bees, ESPN ninety seven five, ESPN ninety two five.
0: It's now time for the mega-producer Joe George to do what he does best, and that's stumping. No one can stump the best stumpler in Stumpville, and that's Stumpy Joe. Stumpy Joe. What happened to Stumpy Joe? The official explanation was he choked on vomit. Today, Stumpy Joe will try to stump the killer bees with Who Said It? Let the stumping begin. Let's get stumped.
1: Joe won every uh, every Who Said It? Well, a combination of you and... Brian McDonald uh, won every Who Said It in January. Blankers and I, though, have won every Who Said It in February. We look to continue that today with today's game of Who Said It. You can play at home. You can text in. We're not going to pay attention to the text, Twitch. we turn that off. Uh, we're not cheaters like the Yankees. 713-780-3776. All right, here we go. Here we go, Joe. Quote number
3: one, what are we working with today? All right, number one, I've been telling you, People have been giving me olive oil baths in the bathroom of a Burger King.
1: What? This is so stupid.
3: People, people have been giving
2: me. That's I, what that's whoever said it yes. said that they were I, getting.
3: I've been telling you, people have been giving me olive oil baths in the bathroom of a Burger King.
1: I think we can eliminate two people from this. We're I we can, Lance. No, I, I could see Lance at a, at a Burger King. Okay. I, I couldn't see Paul at a Burger King. I was gonna make or not. A road tri- I think on a
2: road trip, I could see Paul doing it.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Paul eats think, pretty well.
2: I think Paul would be intrigued by the
1: olive oil. Paul, whenever we were at the other station, he would he would make every single day, every, same thing every day. And I'm pretty sure I'm 100 percent right about this. It was like ground turkey, peas, and carrots. He actually was that healthy an eater.
2: Oh yeah, I I knew Andrew. I know Andrew is. I've seen that. I didn't know Paul was that healthy an eater. Every
1: day, same thing: ground turkey, peas, and carrots. Now I haven't seen him do it much here, but maybe it's just the time slot. Um, That's why I would eliminate him. Can you say this
3: again? This is this is a tough one. I've been telling you, people have been giving me olive oil baths in the bathroom of a Burger King. Now Lance was on
2: the road covering the Senior Bowl.
1: They were also in uh And they were in
2: they, New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah.
1: Well, like, I mean like Lake Chuck. Charles, Close they enough. were at, yeah. Uh, oh, this was a hard one. I don't know if that really comes into play. I don't know if the travel matters. I think it's Lance Michael or uh or Josh.
2: I mean, of the people of those three, the only one that's been traveling lately is Lance.
1: Do you think travel matters though? I had Burger King today. Yeah, well, but but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying the people are quite. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe it's Burger just a. Right yeah, maybe it's just a local. I didn't realize when I food. pulled it. That you had a Burger King cup right there. Yeah, we need to get him on as a sponsor. I have no idea. This one's a tough one. I I would like it. Cadence matters here a lot. Like if I can hear the cadence, I think I could determine well, yeah, it. Yeah,
2: and again, so does of the so does like is, is it, is it a road trip or is it? I was just hitting Burger King up for
1: lunch. It sounds like multiple times you've been getting these baths of olive oil inside of Burger King. All right. My gut is Lance. All right. Let's try it. I've been telling you, yeah. people have been a giving board. me olive oil baths in
3: the yeah. bathroom. What was, what was he doing? They were talking about how no, like Italian it? accents are the oh. sexiest accents for women, and then Lance just spit that out of his mouth. <laughs> there's no <laughs> context. No, no, there's he nothing about boy, going to did. Burger King or traveling. <laughs> there's just Lance just being Lance. Sweet. He well, snuffed nice it up. Nice pool Blankers. <sighs> all right, number two. Does he know what month it is? Who in his circle said, hey, Mac, let's do this? Let's dress you up in all purple and make fake lean.
2: So this was the Gal- Max video that he had yeah. to take down.
1: Oh, the month. Oh, he took it down?
2: He had to take it down. he uh, I don't think he had to. He took it down within 24 hours of putting it up. I didn't realize that. Yeah. All
1: right, say this again.
3: Does he know what month it is? Who in his circle said, hey, Mac, let's do this. Let's dress you up in all purple and make fake lean. I mean, this could be anybody. This is super generic.
2: Yeah, I, I know a couple of shows brought it up.
1: I think I was driving around here and
2: I heard some of it.
1: I could see Granado saying this. I could, I could see too. Paul saying this. I could see Beard and and I don't. Connor, I can't yeah, eliminate anybody.
2: No, this is pretty much they're all on the table for this one.
1: Yeah, they're all on the table here. I think all three shows would would talk. I think everybody would talk about that. Yep. Now. Let's look at it from like a sponsorship. Belt. Would Granado take a go at Mac? It's not really going he knows at him, Mac. It's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, Paul. So Paul, Michael, Beard. I think are our three. I could see Paul.
2: Paul's going to be running amuck on every topic, and that and he always hits the current, most current of current what's happened. That came right out of the weekend, I think.
1: Paul's usually more contrarian, though. So I could see Paul like siding with Mac. I think Paul liked it, so I don't think he would have been like critical. Like this quote, this quote reads to me a little critical. Now Connor comes from his previous
2: life where they were in bed together.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think that I don't know if that would like, prevent you might him from rel- saying
2: it. I, yeah, you don't. I don't. Maybe he would refrain from. Be-
1: I think saying he might be more against- prone to say it. Okay. Can you read it one more time, Joe? My favorite thing is just making Joe roll across sure. the studio production.
3: <laughs> I don't even want to hear it again. I just want to see you roll. Does he know what month it is? Who in his circle said, hey, Mac, let's do this. Let's dress you up in all purple and make fake lean.
1: it kind of sounds like words that Granada would use, though. Would he use the fake lean and know what it is? Yeah, I think he would. You do? Yeah, they, I mean, Dale probably, They probably said it earlier in the segment. All right.
2: I don't have a feel for this one at all. If I was leaning anywhere, I think it was
1: going to be the thing. Fun. The thing that maybe turned Granada was the uh, "Let's do it." You were going to say Connor. I was going to say either Connor or Beard. But we got the last one right. Go Connor. No, or no, Beard. No, no, you, you, no. No, no. I don't want to.
0: You guys, I, right. I, I don't have a hand.
1: feel for it. Connor or Beard. Which would the two? I'd be more Connor. Okay, let's go Connor. Yeah. Does he know what month it is? Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: I don't hey, in his circle. That's, that's Teamwork. Hey Matt, that's Teamwork. Let's do this. Let's dress you up that's all work. purple and make... The lean was what I
0: can't him. even pull the most generic the quotes so of all generic. time. Why so do you need generic. to? You've been winning.
1: Well, he's 0 for February.
3: Yeah. All right, number three. I, I'm, trying sure? I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying not to laugh at this one, okay? like, Okay. Toby Keith passed away from stomach cancer at the age of 62. That's a really young age. I didn't know he was 6'4". That's pretty cool.
1: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That seems like a... Is that beardy? I don't think so. That, I don't think beard would be that insensitive. No, and also beard... I think this is a bench. <laughs> I think this is, is probably this here, I, I, probably. Is this like G? this is this is. There's some insensitivity. Instant, That's a tough one. To insensitivity. Make. Insensitivity here. And I think whenever I think of insensitivity think at this station, I think, think, think of John John, John or Paul. Uh, yeah, it Could be Paul, but I think this is uh,
2: the way. Joe just started laughing too. It's got. As Granado. soon as I
3: pulled it, I just it's I couldn't be believe Granado.
1: it. Let's go. Let's go. With Granado. Granado. Oh, Joe
2: jokes. Keith passed away oh,
1: yeah. at age
2: sixty-two. That's a really young age. I-, I did not know he was six foot four. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh my gosh, Paul.
1: And I had it. I said the other th- the two insensitive people. We should have gotten that one right. Yeah. Like, I think we kind of rushed right. there because, like, we that was definitely that last segment of his show. What is it mop up time? Uh, garbage time. Garbage time. That was definitely garbage time. Oh, okay, that man. was garbage we time close. material. All
3: right, still man, in the past, man. Uh, Number four, I want to apologize to everyone for anything I said that might have offended you this week.
1: (laughs) I like that apology. That sounded like a, what was that dude, Jeff Goodman apology? Only (laughs) then then
2: you have to do the voice with a little bit of the lift. Yeah,
1: that's a Jeff Goodman apology there. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to apologize for those of you that I've offended. All right, so,
3: okay. Say this again. I want to apologize to everyone for anything I said that might have offended you this week.
1: Okay, somebody's got to do a little offending. I
2: think Beard's getting attacked on Twitch. Was he? I think he he gets attacked on Twitch a lot.
1: But did he say anything that would offend people?
2: Uh, no, I don't. I can't see Beard crossing the line to offend people.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like you got, I think you had to have said something that you're apologizing for. It's, it's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. This, this kind of seems like Michael Connor's humor. I think it's Connor or Granato.
2: Yeah, and I think that may. Well, we used Connor already, right? I think. Well, no. I don't know that John would yeah. be apologetic if he offended anybody.
1: Yeah, but it might. But that sounded super sarcastic. I feel like this was Connor and Beard, but okay, go ahead. Well, I don't. I mean, we're still talk through it. Can you
2: say it yeah. again,
3: Joe? I want to apologize to everyone for anything I said that might have offended you this week.
1: <laughs> you want to go Connor or Granato? You call it. You've had the hot hand. No, I really have. Well, yeah, I'm- you got the first two, and you were on Paul. You've had the hot hand.
2: See, so you, you don't think this would be Beard?
1: I really don't. Beard usually panders, I think, more to listeners. I think he tries to be like Curry Favor with them instead of attack them. But I think when he sees it on Twitch, he gets ticked off. Does he?
2: From time to time. But
1: But I don't think he would apologize for the offense.
2: Right, but couldn't it have been sarcastic that way too?
1: I don't know. Like that doesn't he doesn't really strike me as too sarcastic. I think this is more This is a tough one. It is a tough one. Uh I don't I don't have a feel for this one. I'm gonna go can we go Granado? Yeah. Let's go John Granado.
0: Yeah! I want to apologize. To we win. That might have offended you this week.
1: Yeah. Was that this morning? What was contact no, fair?
0: It's from Tuesday. Do we have any... He said it on Tuesday? <laughs> He's apologizing
1: Tuesday. Tuesday morning for the thing, so. offensive things that he said all week? I guess so. And he said that on a
2: Tuesday? Yeah. And he wasn't... Was he on Twitter offending people?
3: No, it was actually like a story about someone having to apologize <laughs> during... Uh, they're they're in their last What's segment called? of their show, and then he's like, and then he did the fake apology after.
1: Well, that's funny.
3: All right, last one. Just to try not to get a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, pigs get slaughtered. Uh, hogs get fed. Pigs get fed. Hogs get slaughtered. And Jose Altuve is like, when is enough enough?
1: What in the world?
3: I feel like this is Lance.
1: It does sound like a Lance one. Yeah. He hasn't used, Connor. and he'd also
2: probably screw it up the way he said it.
1: I could see, yeah. What in the world is he talking about?
2: <laughs> I think this is. I, I think this is Lance.
1: All right, let's go
0: with it. Let's go with Lance. Jose be like, you know what? Oh, this is that, pigs get slaughtered, hogs get <laughs> fed, pigs no, pigs get hogs, fed, hogs get fed, yeah, and then Lance to come in and correct him. Pigs get slaughtered. Yeah. Hogs get fed. Pig no. Pigs get fed. Hogs, hogs fed, fed slaughtered. Yeah.
2: Somewhere Frank <laughs> is already building another promo.
0: Where's the Altuve part of that? Pigs get slaughtered. Hogs get fed. Pig no. Pigs get hogs fed. Get hogs fed, fed slaughtered. Yeah. Hogs Whatever. get fed. Pigs get and, slaughtered. And, and Jose Altuve's like, you know what? This is. Uh, yeah, when's yeah. enough enough?
1: <laughs> what is he talking about? Taking a, contra- a, a, a
2: contract. <laughs> By the way, what? this rolls. This adds more credence to he doesn't listen but he hears things because he went off after Jeremy and I got into it on the teams that were able to sustain farm systems and winning and, and, and all these. And he goes, I heard Joel and Jeremy talking yesterday about the Astros' windows closed. And they were going back I go, wait, what? Of all that we were talking about, you heard that?
0: Pigs get slaughtered. Sl- uh, hogs get fed. Pig, no. Th- th- Hawks get th- fed, Hawks fed, I don't understand wicked, wicked, what he's trying wicked. to say.
1: He's saying that <laughs> he's saying that Altuve's been getting fed.
3: When is enough enough?
1: What, what's wrong? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I can't. What is
1: Altuve fed up
3: with? No, he's saying that he doesn't want to get slaughtered, so it's like a good team contract.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, okay, makes a little more sense, I suppose. Uh, that was good. All right, Killer Bees win again. We're we're rolling in pigs February. Sla- okay. <laughs> January is fed. A, a distant pig's p- rear view get mirror. Fed, we just wanted Joe to feel good at the start of the month. All right, our Will of Bits coming up now. You never know what you're going to get with the Killer B Will of Bit, but you know that you got to listen. Stick tight. What do the Killer Bees have in store today? It's uh, Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5.
2: Guys, big weekend coming up, Super Bowl Sunday. You know you're probably going to have some people over to the house watching the game, no matter how the game turns out. If you want to be a winner in your household and with your guests, Get some Daisy Dips, Daisy Dips available at your grocery store. You don't have to make them. You don't have to try and get that mix just right. French onion and ranch. Serve it with everything from your veggie platter, your chips of choice, and your wings and your pizza too, if that's your thing. But the best thing is you don't have to do a darn thing except for go buy the two tubs of Daisy Dips, put them out there, take the lids off, and they are ready to roll with whatever you're ready to serve. And guess what? You're going to be a winner no matter how the game goes. Get to your grocery store right now and
0: grab you a couple tubs of Daisy Dips. The killer bees, and that means you have no idea what's happening next. Could it be the next great food debate? A Joel rant for the ages, an extra bad take from Joe, or maybe Jeremy will call for a bounty gate on someone? Well, let's find out. It's time for the Wheel of Bits. Oh, my goodness, would you look at this? What an enormous fit! Let's hear some dumb questions.
1: Dumb, that guy sounded like a Brit. Is that a Brit? You got Bob Barker, than a Brit? I think so. Was it Lance doing another voice? <laughs> I like a good old-fashioned Bounty Gate. So he said, let's ask some dumb questions. Yeah, so we have dumb from, questions. Uh,
3: so we're going to do guys? this. No holds barred. You go to an Astros press conference, you ask a stupid question, uh-huh. it's here. I can't you wait. You can work for this station. You can work for another station. You could be retired. You ask a dumb question, we're going to expose was that. A, was that a straight McLean? No, he didn't text me back. That's messed up. I was going to try to get him on today. Talk a little, Dre.
1: He was, apparently he was in Dre's uh, Andre Johnson's house whenever he got the knock. That's, that's well, cool. Cause he presented him, right? Did he? Yeah, because he, he talked about it. I heard him talking about it, saying
2: that if he if Andre oh, yeah. doesn't get in this year, then I would recommend to Andre that he get another presenter.
1: Oh, I do remember the – That's right. That's like yeah. when they argue in the room. Yeah. yeah, I do I do remember that. I thought you meant like you got presented the jacket or something. But, yeah, yeah, I do remember that now that you but
3: mentioned it. But it is the, uh, the the perfect week to do dumb questions because it's Super Bowl week, which means obviously we're going to have all the, the random media day stuff. So we have three questions from media week. Do we have any locals today? Uh, no locals today. Oh, I today. cannot wait for the locals on this one. Um, because the, the ones that were there asked good questions because I, I like B. Scott. He asked good questions. Um, so we have three dumb questions. One, going to Purdy – reed and one to kittle uh, we'll start with uh, andy reed here and the uh, dumb question that he got
0: coach right here yep a gotcha. uh, question from germany yes. um, as you said before um, times have changed a lot uh, the internet mobile phones um, what do you say about the conspiracies that uh, have popped up Concerning Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, like some kind of Republican conspiracies, that you guys made it into the Super Bowl to actually secretly re-elect or help re-elect President Biden. Mm. <laughs> that's that's way out of my league. <laughs>
3: so he said Republican, like, oh, they were behind the, consp- they the were, they were behind The, the conspiracy, the, conspiracy the theory is that the NFL has rigged the Super Bowl so that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey uh, can... Uh, pledge their support for Joe Biden after the game. What the hell? That's a conspiracy. That's How, how do they keep letting
1: these
2: people in? I just love that it was a German,
3: German reporter who asked yeah. the
1: question. What is the, um, what's the top political office in Germany? Is it like uh, president, prime minister? Is this the is, monarchy? This says the chancellor. Is that right? Chancellor of Germany. Is this the top guy? It says Olaf Scholz. No, Is the Chancellor of Germany? It, would that be the? Would that be the highest? Would that be our president? Sounds Is that like the highest-ranking politician in Germany. Is he the one making the decisions? Did Olaf Scholz plant this guy in Vegas to ask this to Andy Reid? Possibly.
2: Yeah, that's. A, I'd like to know the media outlet that that person was representing and why they got a credential.
1: Probably Germany sports. I, probably I don't know. It doesn't sound sports related. That's so weird. The um, what what exactly like if this conspiracy is true, what is the rigging doing?
3: It's it's helping elect Joe Biden over Trump or whoever wins the Republican. I thought nominee. he
1: said it was a. I thought it was. I thought he said it was a, for the Republicans.
3: It's the 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 conspiracies that that no, it's the Republican conspiracy theory. Oh, that they'll support gotcha. Biden after they win the Super Bowl. I
1: was about to say, because Kel- I know Kelsey isn't on the side of the right, or the side of the right isn't on the side of Kelsey, I should say. Ah, that's a bad question. I love how Andy Reid just uh, wore it, though. He's like, huh, <laughs> huh, That's who he is, though. Huh? Man, that's how he's great. What did he say at the end? He said, "That's uh, that one's above me or yeah, something, something. like that. Pre- <laughs> That's I mean, a great response. There is a president of Germany. Is there?
2: Frank Walter Steinmeier.
1: I like schnitzel. I'm a big fan of schnitzel. I can't. You I and Lance both. Is Lance the big schnitzel
3: Yeah, guy? we had a promo running for like two months about him. Uh, oh, you're right. Schnitzel. Olaf Schultz. That's the the head
1: guy? Yeah. Huh. The more you know. All right, moving on. What's the next like we All right,
3: number, like, go to the next one here. We'll go to uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, he got asked an interesting question about who he looks like. I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh, Physical comparison. Uh, Physical yeah. comparison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you didn't hear the question, someone asked him, what do you think about the people think you look like Lee Harvey Oswald?
2: Can I tell you what the greatest answer of all would have been? Well, yeah. I should hope so. I'm a natural born killer. and We're going to go out there <laughs> and win this
0: game.
1: <laughs> it would have been a good answer.
2: Uh, just imagine the reaction in the room <laughs> if he just came back with that. that Damn be, right. Yeah. I'm a
1: natural born killer. That's why we're here. If he would have said that, I would never doubt his ability to process defenses because that's like quick. That would that's, have been solid. That's like that's being on it. If you if you said that, that's a uh, that's something being uh, being compared to a somebody who assassinated the president. Mm-hmm. And that wild. started
2: everybody comparing everybody's
1: looks to someone that killed somebody. Raheel was on this morning. And they said he looked like
2: Sirhan Sirhan with John and Lance.
1: They said that Sirhan Sirhan was, uh, was brainwashed by the government. Is that right? And that he was on mind control whenever he assassinated RFK. Huh. That's what they say. That's what they say.
0: Do
1: hmm. you believe in mind control? No. You think Lee Harvey Oswald was had mind control when he assassinated JFK? I've stayed in the hotel that JFK... Whenever we go to Fort Worth, we always stay in the hotel that JFK stayed in. The night before? The night that... Yeah, his last sleep because uh, right he stayed in Fort Worth
2: before he got assassinated in Dallas. Well, isn't it true the night before he stayed at the Rice Hotel?
1: I don't think so. I think the are you talking about the Rice Hotel in Houston? Yeah, he, I think that no, was before. That, I his said big the night before. So the
2: night before he was in Houston at the Rice Hotel, then went to the hotel you're talking about. So two nights before. Yeah. Oh, okay. two nights before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I, knew th- I think he stayed there a, fu- a few times, though, right? Like, Didn't know. he stay there before he gave that big speech at Rice Stadium, too? I think so. Yeah, because that's like a big deal, that speech that he gave at Rice Stadium. But imagine being compared to somebody who assassinated the president of the United yeah, States. Yeah,
3: I don't want to be told I look like that guy.
1: That's, a, that's insulting. But I love, how the, I love how the person who asked the question goes, physical appearance. Like, I think John Lance had to make said the Jeremy looked like someone that killed yeah, the president, too. I, that was on Mean Text. They said I, it was the guy who tried, which is insulting. Because like, he failed. He failed. You call me a failure. The guy that tried to kill Reagan? John, Is John Hinckley Jr.? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, he compared me to a failure. But that's okay. John was just trying to... Uh, John was motivating me. He was motivating me to bring the most out of me. I have appreciate you, have it.
2: Have you ever gone time. to the observatory or whatever it was where they say that the shot was fired from? Uh-uh. I haven't either. I, I've, I've, it, it's been offered to us when we were stay, staying in Dallas to play the Mavs, but I never went.
1: The grassy knoll?
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You think there was a second shooter? Yes.
2: I think it's possible.
1: What is the – I read a book one time. It was the report on this. I forget the the name of the report, but I read a book about it one time. It's very, very interesting. And I listened to a podcast about Sirhan Sirhan once too. That was very, very interesting. All right, final one.
3: Uh, This one's not really a question. I mean, I guess it is. It's more of a begging that was kind of pathetic. But I figured with Joel and I here, it fit. Uh, Here's George Kittle at the podium on Monday night.
0: Also, I'm a Packers fan, so I have please
3: yeah, I have a big request for you. Yeah,
0: please don't ever go to the Bears. Please don't <laughs> ever join
2: the Bears. It's, <laughs> you know, whatever don't... happens, happens, man. I'm a, I grew up a Bears fan, <laughs> man. Well, then he's absolutely out of his mind. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I didn't
3: realize. Was that <laughs> what kind of idiot grows up a Bears fan. One that lives in Iowa. <laughs> do you Do you know who this was? No. This. See, that's the thing about Mo- the Monday Night stuff is they're not real reporters most of the time.
2: Well, they had the one. No kid.
3: reporter would go up to an NFL player and be like I'm a Packers fan. Please don't go play for the Bears.
2: You shut your mouth.
3: <laughs> okay, let me rephrase. No reporter would go up and say I'm a Bears fan. Please don't go play for the Packers. True. They're not real reporters.
2: Well, but they, they do all this. Guillermo, I'm sure, was there from uh, Kimmel. Uh, I'm. Sure, they, they had the one every year. They have the one little kid that steals the entire show. Can we send Gilbert this
1: year? I think his name's Jeremiah. This year.
2: Yeah. yeah, that kid was good. He was he the, was the one that he, he was, was
1: drafted in a team with Mahomes. He was yeah, really, was really awesome. very well-spoken. Yeah, that guy was awesome.
2: Yeah, but, the, you know, you always get, <laughs> then you get the one female from Mexico that always, based on looks alone, everybody pays attention to that asks a lot. You seem to question. know quite a bit about her. Uh, not anymore, but there, yeah, for several years, it was the same. I think you same, have a type. No, for several years, there was the same <laughs> reporter. You got to catch that, what I said there,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, your wife's maiden yes. name, and yes. then there you go. Six seven six one. You're getting you're getting taken to task for asking if Germany has a monarchy. Sorry. I don't know anything about no international clue. politics. I'll be the first to tell you that. Yeah. No
2: clue. I'm not Paulie on these things. I'm right.
1: I have. I have zero, my knowledge is domestic, and it's very, very shallow. All right. 713-780-ESPN. Dumb questions at pressers. I can't wait till we localize that. Dumb questions at pressers. That's There's gonna been be, several over the years. That has a that chance to be so. explosive. Yep. Uh, Nick Casario was doing Radio Row yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Uh, he had an exclusive with the Houston Chronicle. Sometimes I read too much into things. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm terribly wrong. Did Nick Casario tip his hand in free agency? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.